You're listening to the Amside Podcast, powered by Ace Disc Golf. Hello and welcome to the Amside Podcast. Of course, we are your hosts, Rob and Dale. Dale, what have the listeners got coming up on this week's show? Well, it's going to be our first uh, episode of 2022. Uh, we've already had some announcements over the off-season, so we're going to be uh, talking about them. We've had our own announcements that we're going to be discussing. Um, and do you know what? We're talking with Ace uh, on this episode today about uh, the partnership with um, Amside and Ace coming up. Um, and yeah, just really going through the off-season and it's good to get back recording. Absolutely. It feels a bit weird to have a mic in front of me, um, but it feels comforting. It feels like an old friend, you know, so it's great to get to recording again. Um, and yeah, so excited to chat with Ace. Um, obviously, listeners will know and people that follow us on socials will know that we've partnered with them. So the Amside officially is now powered by Ace, which is great. Um, obviously, we've been able to do some giveaways already through them and we have loads more coming this season. Um, and uh, yeah, really excited to just sit down with uh, Bubba and Coops and uh, sort of just talk about their journey in disc golf and also a little bit of the collaboration that we've got over this 2022 season. Yeah, it was great to talk to them about, um, you know, how they founded Ace and then actually the similarities and how um, we started as a podcast. But we won't give away too much. You have to wait for the interview. But, Rob, obviously we're in 2022 now, but we've probably had the busiest off-season in disc golf history. Now, we only came to the sport sort of, this is our sort of second off-season, if you would. Um, and we had movement last year. And I remember talking about it on the first episode, being excited by that. But, oh my God, what an off-season we have had. It's been an absolute whirlwind. I feel like we're only just starting to see some of it some of it sort of settle out. It feels like we've had a tornado over the last few months. And, I don't know, the pigs are over by the cows and the chickens are on top of the house. You know, it feels like... Um, everything was all over the place, but we're gradually settling out. We know where pros are going to be for the next 2022 season. I think as of recording, there's a couple of thing, a couple of uh, spots that we're not too sure of yet. But you know what? It's been it's been entertainment. Obviously, we had the uh, the gap in between the last season, um, and it was interesting. There were a few moves. Obviously, you saw Conrad, Thomas Gilbert. Um, and a few pros changing bags. But it seemed like everyone was moving this year, which I think the most interesting thing about that is everyone's learning a new bag this year. So actually almost half the tour is going to be people that are having to get used to the plastic they're throwing. No, for sure. And we saw some moves I don't think anyone expected. Uh, Hayley King to Innova, I didn't see that coming. Um, I didn't see Hayley leaving this craft. Discraft had just sent uh, her sort of special vultures out and then she announces she's gone. Um, so that shocked everyone. Chris Dickerson to uh, Discraft is an incredible move. Um, listeners are very lucky that our next episode, they have got uh, a sit down with Chris Dickerson where we ask him all your questions and wow, what, what a guy. I won't spoil it too much, but very, very excited to, uh, for you to hear that. And then, obviously, we had the big money deals. We had um, Ricky to um, Dynamic, um, looking at four years, million pounds, £250,000 signing bonus and Bitcoin. Don't know what that 250000 is worth today. Could be worth ten grand. But fair play to him to, you know, stretching the boundaries of the sport. 
And then we've seen something we haven't seen before. Kona Panis, obviously we've seen her multiple times, but we've seen a player getting bonuses for social media. Now, that leads me to, to onto the conversation, Rob, you know, how important social media is in disc golf at the moment. Yeah, exactly. I think um, something that is apparent is that there's multiple ways to be known within disc golf. In, in not disc golf, disc golf. Uh, sorry, I've got Discraft on the brain, uh, <laughs> knowing that we're going to be talking to Chris Dixon next week. Um, you've kind of got the old school and the new school and the kind of alternative school, I'd say. So let's look at some of the old school players. You've got Ken Climo. You've got... Um, hey, I'm going to put Nate Sexton in that because he's not massively active on social media. I know he, I know he does the Running It podcast I know, with Jarrett. But I, think, I think Jarrett runs the main sort of socials over there. Um, Philo Brathwaite, again, a guy that is like, he's a name that's associated with disc golf because of his, uh, his, his commentary and obviously the stuff he's done out on the course. These guys don't have that huge social media following or that activity, but we know who they are. And then you've got the people that are those sort of social media hounds, as you were, you've got Kona, I know Big Germ is really active on media through Jomez and Instagram, um. And these people are building that an, another type of following. And then I think you have the obscures, the people that are kind of in between the two. Um, but like, so, but it just shows that there's so many avenues to be known in disc golf. It's not a, if you're not on socials, who even are you? Or if you're not winning world championships, who even are you? It just is a very easy sort of road to making a splash in this sport that obviously we've been able to sort of enter through this podcast. No, agreed. And I think what you say there with Nate Sexton is partially true. I think that he's created an Instagram following because he's Nate Sexton, because he's obviously won multiple um, titles, but also because of Jomez. Um, his Instagram following is there, but his content out there probably isn't. He doesn't post a lot of content. Where he is very um, well known is on Facebook. He spends a lot of time in the Nate Sexton uh, collector's page. He's always talking to fans on there. But I think Facebook's sort of the forgotten uh, social media now because you know you, you don't see many people you're not going to leak something via Facebook if you're going to leak something it's via Twitter or Instagram I tried Twitter honestly it is, it's too toxic for me um, it, I, 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 I use my personal Twitter so I can keep up with them um, with all the news but I, I just couldn't be a guy that tweets every day the that is a different kettle of fish to Instagram I'll stick to my Instagram too toxic, and that's coming from the man that downs four bottles of Lucas Ed Sport per tournament. So. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> the um, yeah, I I, uh, I I think Instagram socials obviously um, when they're not going anywhere. <laughs> you know, it's socials media around disc golf is growing bigger and bigger, and bigger. I don't know if it will come to a, a stop at any point because there obviously is danger that disc golf becomes almost the social media sport uh, because you have sort of, again, you have American football players, like football, football and slash soccer for American listeners. These guys are sort of make, doing it all on the course, right? Yeah. Yes, they have millions of followers, but they, they're keeping it all on the course, all on the pitch. It'll be interesting to see people with huge followings if actually they have that following, but year after year they maybe fail to actually achieve much on the course if they're going to sort of maintain that sort of position that they have um yeah and it's just sort of just one obviously haven't got a crystal ball it's just one to keep an eye on no for sure and you've got people like Brody Smith 987,000 followers on Instagram you know he's been incredible for the sport 
he's not out there chasing big money contracts because, you know, he doesn't need to. He sells enough plastic through Discraft. He's obviously comfortable. He's done very well with other things he's had to do. And I believe he just wants to be good at disc golf and get his name out there. Um, so people like that. But then you have the people that um, are, aren't as well known. You know, People such as you know, Ben Calloway is now absolutely smashing um, Instagram at the moment. He's getting his brand out there. Um, and you know, people like that who are going to start with a small Instagram following, as soon as they start performing on tour, that's where we're going to see a difference in that sort of Instagram world. And we all know how hard Instagram is to even combat. Um, there's some weeks where, you know, it is difficult to put content out because you've got, to, especially over the off season, off season is one of the hardest, hardest times for content because, you know, there isn't as much, but when you've got an off season, like we've just had, you know, we've had, you've, you've got stories lined up for you because of the news that has been, being pushed. I agree. And Dale, can you, can you smell that? Cause that smells like we're about to give a shameless plug for our own Instagram accounts. I so, think it's a good idea. <laughs> so, um, we'll, obviously we, 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 um, we want everyone to follow the AM side, but if you are interested in following myself and Dale on social media, um, it's quite cute. You know, we've got matching Instagram names. So it's, yep. uh, AM side underscore Rob and AM side underscore Dale. It's a bit like a Mr. And Mrs. Sort of towel set. Um, so definitely go and, and follow those. We, Talk a little bit about the show, but also our own sort of progression in the sport as well. Um, especially as now it's going to be a few episodes in a row that we've mentioned this. Now that we're on Team Disc Dot, you know, we're, we're also putting out some of that content as well. So um, I think the smell's gone now. The shameless plug has drifted away <laughs> and we can, uh, we, we can continue on um, with the rest of the show. Um, last thing I want to say in terms of my off-season news, and that is where has the Berg come from on the pro level now eric oakley and it, scott stokely exactly and wow i didn't realize wow did not realize their names rhymed as well that's even weirder but obviously the berg has got this incredible cult following right? yeah so and obviously if you go on let's cuss last and say something nasty about the berg you'd get you'd probably just get blocked but i just don't think facebook people, really back on <laughs> no exactly that but um what's really interesting is clearly Pros that have been given the option to throw mixed bags are gravitating towards this disc. Yep. So people that are seeing it as a niche um, or seeing it as something strange might start sort of actually being proven wrong because the people that are on to- on the top of the game are choosing the Berg. So it isn't this, oh, have you tried the Berg? It's a strange sort of dead flyer. Oh, it's a Berg-only competition sort of niche. Mm. Actually, these are these people that are having a fully open bag, a choice into any plastic they want to throw are gravitating towards this disc. And actually, I think the three bags that I really want to focus on this year are Scott Stokely, Drew Gibson, and Eric Oakley. Yeah. Because th- think about it. These three players, top of their game, have a choice of any discs. So if they all decide to bag, say, a T-Bird, yeah. then I think that's that's a stamp on the T-Bird for being a disc that is, is a go-to. Same as the Buzz, Zone, you know, I think I think we should definitely look at those three players' bags this season and to see what has just consistently come out on top as a disc that is worth throwing. Yeah, I've I've really been looking. Um, I've been loving watching Eric Oakley's uh, videos on Instagram about him finding what his bag is going to be, him throwing some discraft plastic and and stuff like that. It has been awesome. Um, and what a feeling that must be. You know, you've been locked into a company for you know years. 
You've, you've thrown only dynamic, etc. And now you've got that freedom to really hone in and, and, and change it up. You know, I can see Eric Oakley being up there this year um, because he has got that that poetic license to really put whatever he wants in his bag. He can throw the burger if he wants. You know, he's, he's come out saying how much he loves that disc. Um, if he wants to put a nuke in there, why not? You know, if he wants a beast or a boss, it, it's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it. And, and he's going to be one of my players to watch this year. I know we'll come into that more in this couple of um, episodes time when we're, we're really like uh, focusing on that season. But Eric Coakley, for me, is going to be someone to watch next year. I think Eric's biggest issue is he has too many friends out on the Pro Tour, right? He's yeah. too nice of a guy. So uh, loads of people are going to be, say, for example, Paige, if he doesn't bag a fierce, he's, she's going to be like, Eric, you know, I thought I thought we were mates. You know, why are you not, why are you not bagging a fierce? Why are you not bagging a passion? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you, you might have to let a few of his uh, mates over on the Pro Tour down gently in terms of not bagging their plastic, but I'm sure they'd understand. Yeah, I know. It's funny, isn't it? You know, I'm not congrats. Um, cong- Oh, I can't talk today. I'm not contractually obliged to throw any disc off. Yet I do. I have the I have the power if I want to go and make a mixed bag, but I choose not to. But yeah, I'm saying I'm sitting here talking about how good it is for someone to be in a, a um, brand only bag to now being able to throw whatever they want. That's what I found really strange. Actually, I was on the um, Discmania collector page um, just the other day, and some guy was talking about transitioning to a full Discmania bag. And how he was struggling because a few of the molds that are similar to some of his favourite molds, he's obviously struggling to get used to. But he hopes that they'll sort just of bag them. Just you're not a sponsored player. You like, can do what you want. You, yeah, if you want to bag ninety eight percent Dispania, but you know what, you putt with Aviars. Why bag not? An Why not? Yeah, and do you know <laughs> so what? I, I, I think agree. It is a little bit weird the loyalty that people bring yeah. to to discs. You're allowed to be a fan. Like I'm. Like I and I will talk about it this season because the disc that I have absolutely fallen in love with is the um, Elevation Interceptor. Yeah, the the, the 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 otherwise known as the floppy disc. Now, <laughs> it's a, like I I I, I love it. People, yeah. I, I would think I'll be one of the only people in the UK that bags one this season, but it doesn't mean I'm wrong. You well, know, if you ever check out your Instagram, I, Rob, you you literally threw it in. You did not realize until you got to the basket, and it, it because of the new rolls this year, you've tackled in. What other disc's gonna do that? None. Also, I love that we're the only sport that the phrase tackled in makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that's true. If it's just like, a, oh, mate, just, oh, oh, mate, I'm going to show my age. I don't know any footballers now. Um, <laughs> Foden. Foden. Phil Foden. Phil Foden. If you sort of say, if you say oh, I just say Phil Foden, taco in, in last yeah, night. That'd be, uh, you know, that, that doesn't work out. But, Dale, I think um, we, we've, we've done a little bit of rambling, you know. <laughs> so uh, I think it's that time we. Well, we, we all have a ramble, you know, we, we've we been sort of locked in our cupboards for the last few months, not recording, you know, we, we, we've got things we want to say, but you've got to let other people have a have a word in as well. So There's other podcasts jump. out there that have been chatting about off seasons for months, so, you know, we can't just jump on it, but we've got to have our own conversation, you know, we've got our own niche, so you're right, let's, let's crack on. Oh, and actually, the uh, off, uh, UK, just the last thing I'll say, UK news... Obviously, we did see the announcement of Don't Shoot, who um, obviously one of our podcast brethren here in the UK announced that he was stopping the Don't Shoot podcast. Um, but he has announced that he's uh, he's going to sort of uh, revitalize it, start a new podcast in the UK. So we're kind of interested to see sort of how the podcast scope in the UK within disc golf is going to change. And obviously, uh, really excited to see what Harry is oh, able to Always, always happy to see what Harry does. But let's go and talk to 
the wonderful guys at Ace, or at least two of them, because obviously there's a huge team that they've got behind what they're doing. Um, little bit of a, a public service announcement. I think uh, for some of the parts where uh, Coops is speaking, it sounds like he's underwater um, or he's swallowed a frog. But, you know, he's got fantastic stuff to say. And, uh, yeah, this was a chat that I really enjoyed having. So let's go check them out. Guys, welcome to the Amside podcast. It's your first time on here, but we are super excited to have you. Um, just so any of our listeners who don't know who you guys are, if they're not sort of familiar with the UK scene, why don't we get you to introduce yourself and uh, why don't we start with you, Bubs? Super. Well, uh, my nickname is Bubba. Um, my actual name is Adam McCrory. Um, and I am Ace's full-time employee and, and co-founder as well. And uh, I, will, I will be the one who is packaging up your orders, writing on your invoices, and generally replying to all of your customer emails too. Cool. Hey guys, I'm Coop, uh, otherwise known as James Cooney. Uh, I am also one of the co-founders of Ace Disc Golf. So my work behind the scenes is I do a lot of stuff with the website, the branding. Um, I, I was one who originally started it with, with Ben Willis as well. And uh, yeah, you, you'll sometimes see me nipping in and out of emails as well when Bubba is, is on holiday. But um, yeah, good to meet you. Thanks for having us on. Sorry, I was going to say, you're forgetting the fact you're the 2021 BDGA champion. As and well, I'm the 2021 BDGA amateur MA2 champion as well. That's kind of a big deal. We shouldn't leave that off the plate. <laughs> well, hey, you know, we've got, uh, we've got the MA2 British champion. We've got the MA3 British champion. We've got Ace's full-time employee. And Dale is also here, which, you know, that's just... I'm just super excited <laughs> to be in this group. It's, it's fantastic. Um, Bubba, it's why don't you quickly add on to that? And sort of say, what what are you doing in disc golf? Because you might not have the British Championship title, but you're doing all right. Um, hey, I'm I'm playing. You know what I mean. I'm I'm racking up the hours, um, and I, I'm I'm still yet to have uh, my first disc golf win. Um, but I've been I've been chalking up. I've been playing since 2018. Um, I started competing two months into finding the sport, um, and then every year after that, I've I've uh, started an MA4. Went into MA3. This year was MA2. Next year be MA1, and um, and yeah. So I'm I'm constantly improving. Just I just haven't won anything yet. Soon though, you're improving at the wrong rate though, because like you, as soon as you get too good for MA3, is that's when you'd be winning yeah. the MA3 tournaments. But then you jump up. You know, you just slow the improvements down slightly, and then you'll be just at the right place to win each of them. Really fantastic. <laughs> exactly. That's the one. That's the one. That win's coming for sure. We know that. 2022 is your year, right? I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah, I'm just kind of planning, planning, planning my year now, to be honest. So uh, we've obviously got all the schedule out for the BDGA Tour, which is an incredible. Can't wait. They're, they're kind of you know catching up with the Quake Tour in Scotland. And um, I get to look at it now and actually plan my year rather than just uh, just wait two weeks before the event. So um, I'm, I'm excited. and I'm looking at the events. I'm not quite sure right now where i want to be so it's a lot of good um, events to look to pick from. yeah exactly that there's a lot of stuff coming next year which there's going to be a lot of tds wanting to make their mark us in us as well you know we've got our first event this year that we're already starting plan or next year we're starting to plan so i think a lot of people are going to want to show what they can do with a disc golf event and really make those events like top quality next year yeah you're not wrong and and we're we're in that category too with the summer slam in June. So um, I, I think it's, it's cool. It's, it's cool to know that there are more people stepping up to do tournaments 
and uh, continuing to push. No, definitely. Well, starting from um, with you, Coop. Obviously, you said that you were one of the founding the founding fathers of Ace Disc Golf. Um, so let's let's go back to the beginning. You know, where did Ace come from, and um, what was the reason for getting it started? Oh, crikey! Well, I guess Ace couldn't have started actually without without Ad, without Bubba himself. Um, you know, I think it's important to note as well that that Ace isn't just out of an eye. Um, there's there's actually yeah. five guys at Ace. So it's it's myself, Coop. Ad, um, also known as Bubba, but then we've also got Ben Willis, otherwise known as Willis. Um, we've also got Mikey and Swede as well. Swede is also, you know, really wholeheartedly part of base as well. Um, and it really started with with Adam, Ben and Mikey all going on holiday together in Finland um, and learning about a whole thing, which was called disc golf in the first place. You know, if that, that trip hadn't happened, uh, I'm not entirely sure we would have actually gotten to disc golf in the first place. Um, but Adam went over there, I think, in 2018 to visit some friends who live over in Finland, uh, you know, played in some wooded course. You know, they went out to the equivalent of Tesco out there, bought some discs, you know, and had a great time. And he came back and he's like, Coop, you know, this disc golf thing is awesome. Um, had a look on Google. You know, there was a course, you know, 30 minutes from our house. We rented some discs. And then next thing you know, we're, we're absolutely hooked. So that was the summer of um, 2018, I think that was August, September, when we first all started playing. Um, and before you know it, you know, really four or five of us as a group were, were regularly playing. Um, and something which we really noticed was that it was just very hard to get hold of any signature or four discs. You know, we were having to go to the States, we were having to go to Europe. Um, and then the, the kind of the compelling event that really made us think, well, shall we try and do something was then Macbeth left Innova. Um, and announced his his move to Discraft. We thought, okay, this is a really interesting move. Why don't we try and you know bring some of that tour and signature stuff over to the UK and use that as an event to kind of launch Ace? So um, Willis was actually on the toilet at the time. You know, sent me a message saying, "Hey, Coop, <laughs> shall, we, shall we just try and do this?" And I was like, "Yeah, let's do this." You know, built a website. You know, ordered some Paul McBeth stuff, um, and literally like launched the store with you know 100 or so discs. Um, and just thought, let's see what we can do. Uh, and, and, and that was it, really. We didn't really start it with, you know, much expectation other than just wanting to to help, you know, bring some plastic that wasn't available, you know, really anywhere else and just see what happened. Um, but we wanted to also kind of build it around some core principles of, like, making the customer experience really, really great, really user-friendly, mobile optimized, you know, really modern, um, you know, make the branding really interesting. And I've always come from an experience of, you know, really driving good customer experience as well. So great support, being able to available to talk to, you know, questions open because we all knew that when, I'm sure you guys have noticed this as well, as a new player, it's so hard and overwhelming to understand what do different discs do? What are you know, putters, mids, yeah. you know, understable, overstable? It was so difficult to understand. Like my first putter, putting putter was a birdie, which I now realize was an absolutely god-awful putter, you know, to try and putt with. <laughs> And I just wish that I had someone, you know, that I could have, you know, spoken to or the retailers and, and had like a conversation to help educate me on, you know, these are good kind of disc choices and someone to help me through that early journey to, to kind of get to a better point quicker. So we really wanted to kind of change um, the conversation and try and be those guys in, in the UK. And really, we're overwhelmed with the, the kind of support and demand and the growth we've seen over the last few years. I really wish that I had taken the advice of 
um, Bubba. I wish I'd messaged when I bought my first disc from Ace because I remember the mess, the handwritten note I got in the box which said hashtag beefcake and it was a Ballista Pro. I just, it was the first disc I've ever bought, 14 speed. I remember WhatsApping my friends saying, guys, I've just bought this. It's going to make me throw so far. It's the fastest disc I can find. It's going to be great. And um, yeah, um, I wish I'd taken the advice, but no, you're right. Everything you've said there about Ace being you know, that customer friendly, etc. You know, it is. It's so easy to use, and um, yeah, I think it's definitely one of the the places when I first started. And same as you, Rob. You know, you, you find it straight away. Yeah, and uh, uh, kind of coming back to your Blister Pro thing is uh, the the first three discs I bought uh, were a DX AVR, a DX Rock Three, and a DX Destroyer, and um, and one of those discs are still in my bag now. And uh, and you know the, the kind of advice that we kind of try and install in, in our customers is the stuff that we've already gone through. Um, so that's that's what I think the best advice will be. And, and we're always honest about stuff. If we haven't thrown something, we'll, we'll, we'll tell you we've not thrown it, but we, we can give you advice on the stuff we do throw. So, yeah. Well, I also remember my first disc. It was actually my first disc I ever bought, and it was also from Ace. It was a Sensei, a baseline Sensei, and I knew I made a good choice because the note said the Sensei is a great disc, so I felt good about myself. And you know what, though? It kind of set a bad precedent for, for sort of disc golf buying, though, because when I first started, I bought three discs from three different manufacturers or different sort of UK stores. Ace came first. I opened the box. There's some Haribo in there, and I was like, this is amazing. Every disc I buy is going to come with sweets. And then other unnamed retailers sent me their discs and there was no sweets. And it was uh, it was almost heartbreaking. No handwritten note, no sweets. You know, it's uh, really, uh, if you want to buy discs, great. If you want to make disco friends over the post, I think there's uh, only really Ace as an option. Yeah, we definitely set a precedent for ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> so guys, um, one thing that Ace sort of has done as well. And I'm going to sort of say that it's not only you guys that are doing this in the UK, but you do have a team. So there is Team Ace. Um, and it's something that you guys are yeah. so well known for. I think it's uh, it's a well curated group of people. I feel like everyone that's on the team or makes the team feels like they have been handpicked to really sort of represent the values that you guys try and sort of give off if it's through sort of trying to be the best you can in disc golf trying to have a good time family values i know are very important to you um and i know that i mean every single person that's been to a tournament this year has interacted with someone that's on the team and i know they've got sort of good good experiences and good memories from that uh, can you tell us a little bit about starting the team and sort of that first sort of flood of i'm sure entries that you got uh, to be a part of it oh my goodness um the, the the team from my point of view and i'm sure jake can add a few things to this as well um it, it feels so much further away but at the end of last year um i think we were talking for a good couple of months prior to be like do you know what we we we, we would really like to start a team and what does that process look like and we wanted people to share our values and and kind of um, be be more of our, our kind of people. In twenty nineteen, we we sponsored team London, the first London disc golf community team. Um, you know, we, we we love to support Ollie and everything he's doing. We think he's doing some brilliant stuff, and that was that was the first kind of stop there. Um, 
and we liked what he was trying to do. Um, we just feel like if we were to pick the team, we would like a wider spectrum of people to pick from, uh, which is why we open up applications. And then, you know, we had the amazing job of going through them all and even talking to them after that in phase two and three, you know, three video calls and everything. And um, in all honesty, we didn't know how it was going to turn out. Um, and now one year later, it's just been it's just been an incredible year. It's been so much fun. It's been the best part of my year, being able to get out and enjoy the time with the team and playing and all the support in the chat um, and everything else. And I, th I think the application process made that so much easier for us to be able to pick the right kind of people for us. Um, and if, if Jay wants to say that more succinctly than I just did, that'd be amazing. <laughs> no, I think you've, you've dead on the head. Um, I remember sitting down and, and you know, we, we, we have sort of a, a monthly ACE meeting with, with all the founders. You know, we all get around a, a table wearing our cloaks and, and talk talk business and all that kind of stuff for the greater good. And the greater um, good. <laughs> I remember kind of throwing the idea into the pot saying, it'd be great to have a team, but we all just kind of looked at each other and we didn't really know necessarily what we wanted from it, what it was going to achieve. We just thought, yeah. you know, it seemed like a really nice idea. We wanted to have, you know, sort of a great team in the UK, you know, great kits and just kind of help raise the, the profile level of ACE. And in, in the same time, you know, mm. see if we can kind of start, you know, bolstering and, and kind of showcasing talent and UK players as well and giving, you know, UK players something to, to strive for as well. So um, as I'd say, we, we opened up the applications not knowing if anyone was actually going to apply because, you know, yeah. we, we knew we, we kind of, you know, it's only really kind of our second year of, of kind of running a business and, you know, being a brand, we didn't know if people wanted to actually represent that, you know, where our kit be a part of it. We were immediately overwhelmed at the response, you know, of, of applications. And we're like, wow, okay, this is really cool. Um, how are we going to pick, you know, who's actually on the team? And, and that process and journey was, was really great. You know, we got to speak to a lot of really great different, you know, personalities and people. And it was a really delicate mix of looking for the right personality and the right kind of aptitude and attitudes as well. We didn't want to be elitist but we didn't want to kind of ignore people who are up and coming. Um, and yeah, I think it was really good because we, we talked about it a lot as a whole group and we, we kind of put the pros and cons, did the video calls. We even tried to meet people. We, we met people who had, you know, rounds of, of disc golf, really trying to get to know these people before we put them on the team. Um, and as I said, I think it's, it's probably, I've lost, you know, three years. It's, for me, the best part of, of what we've done as ACE is, is bringing that group of people together, seeing those friendships formed, you know, seeing how some of those people have been so successful and pushing themselves further and further and yeah. further. Um, you know, getting two of the, the team members as well to be sponsored by Prodigy was was huge. We way quicker than we, we ever anticipated. Um, and then expanding the team again this year, we, we're really excited to, to kind of continue pushing that. Um, but there's also challenges that come along with that as well. Adam I were... Yeah. We're driving to the Croydon Cyclone and we're like, we can't just keep adding people to the team. You know, the team, you know, before we know it, it's going to be a hundred people. And then what does that do? You know, we're going to be potentially in a situation where it's no longer prestigious to actually be on the team. Does it actually mean anything? Um, but then we've got great friends. How do we potentially get into a scenario where people are removed from the team? So we're having to, you know, also learn about all these particular challenges and nuances that come with, with managing a team. You know, what do we do? Do we, look at performance elements of, of a contractual obligation, you know, so that we can ensure that we have 
a mechanism where we can you know bring people off of the team to make room for potentially new and upcoming talent as well um, and all through this we're being transparent and open you know always with the team they're, they're involved with the selection process um, and all these conversations so but it's been been amazing we, we've got now you know a group of much closer friends um, you know getting together at events was amazing North Devon Open you know all of us pretty much were there just having a great time you know going out to dinner playing some playing games, playing disc golf, and then, you know, that was all around a, a competition. That was really one of my highlights of the summer. It's an absolutely amazing. Yeah, the Cyclone and Champs as well, where the, yeah. the whole team, Champs was the first tournament where the whole team was at, which, which was which was awesome, which was really, really great. And kind of, to, to, yeah. It's a, well, the elephant in the room, I think me and Dale both want to say, is that we applied the first for the first round of Team Ace, uh, I'd been playing for two weeks. Dad had been playing for about a month and a half. And I feel like you'd really missed the opportunity there because, you know, <laughs> look at the flowers that we bloomed into, guys. But um... Well, you know, the, 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 re- the reasons why is because you, you were untapped potential. Um, we, we didn't know just how good you were going to become. Um, therefore, we, we, we gave you the... I feel like if we sponsored you in that first year, you would have got well in your own head. You'd be like, I'm already made it. And then you wouldn't have had the fire in your belly to to do what you've done. Isn't today. that Spartan parenting? I'm very sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think uh, one thing that you said there, Coop, which is really important, is that um, you uh, so obviously uh, Jamie Matthews, Jamie, and Rachel Turton um, prodigy sponsored this year. Now we had Jamie on the show, um, and he spoke incredible things about the support that you gave him. And I think that's uh, it, it's something really amazing. You're not building this team to keep it for yourself you're almost the sort of uh the mother bird sort of letting them fly the coop a little bit and actually you want them to be as big and, and go as far in disc golf as you can because that's always just going to reflect well back on you guys well that's 100 right we, we we are well aware that we're a stepping stone um people don't want to just be sponsored by a shop if they're ambitious enough they will want to go the whole way and go for a manufacturer sponsorship so that's why we're here to leverage the people we speak to on a weekly basis, you know, the likes of Latitude, Innova, Dismania, uh, Discraft and everyone else, um, you know, we we are more than happy to be that stepping stone into um, into a bit more pro disc golf. And we're hoping, you know, we can see more UK players on the European uh, pro tour. And then I'm really hoping uh, that, that Turts gets over to the US and starts yeah. competing in DGPT because she really proved herself at European Champs this year. Major. It's her first year. Did you know yeah. what you had? Yeah, did you know more. what you had when you when she was on the team? Was she like, or was it just the the speed that she's progressed? I as uh, as of recording, obviously this we're, this comes out a few weeks later. She's just been named the uh, the Scottish Disc Golf Player of the Year. Um, I mean, she's had an incredible season. So we've had her on the show as part of the uh, the Women's Disc Golf Association. Three years in a row, by the way. It's, she is just an incredible force, um, and. Uh, you know what? I think she needs to be brought down a peg. We want some. We want some people to get into the. the and I say that in the. I say that in the best of best of intentions because we love Rachel, but I love it when uh, people like Champs Bella giving giving her sort of a little bit of a run because I think we see better play from everyone when when there's that sort of that that, yeah. that top battle. And 
yeah, she's she's firing up a lot of other women in the sport. Um, both the, the two new players that we we, we brought on for twenty twenty two, Elva Preston and Natalie Eakin, um, both said in in their you know in, in their interviews. I'm throwing you under the bus a little bit, so apologies, ladies. Um, but they they want to get to the point where they're beating Rachel, and you know, so Rachel's lighting a fire under everyone to be better, and we love that, and and that just comes from naturally being Rachel Turton. She she's an incredible athlete playing golf all the time oh she's still, she's still ultimate she's she's 2021 national ultimate champion with smog like she, she's she's not just playing disc golf no she's doing everything she's an incredible incredible player and someone that i i can't wait to see more next year and i'm, I'm, yeah. I'm the same as you i hope that she does get over to the us and 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 starts competing over there because she's proved she can do it but you alluded yeah. to it there Let, let's cut to it then so um this year's team members then who who are we adding on, hey, Coops, you, you, want, you, want, you want to do one? I do one? Yeah, let's, let's do one. Okay, so um, right. I'll start off. So uh, joining as part of the pro team will be Ollie Harris, also known as Jill. Um, we're really excited to bring him onto the team. Uh, he applied uh, the year before last time as well, but we didn't pick him for, for whatever reason. And then um, I certainly played with him a couple of times. Uh, he watched me do my awful... Awful fall of grace at uh, Croydon where I shot like a nine, you know, 83 or 993 rated round. And then I, I followed up with some classic 840 golf. Um, and he not once Love it. Uh, made fun of me for, for doing that whilst, you know, subsequently beating me. But um, we had such a great time. And I, I came away from that tournament thinking like, wow, if I could, if I could golden parachute one guy into the team, I think it, it would be him. I really hope he applies this time. And, and luckily he did. Um, and we really are excited about not only his, his skill as a player, he's really smooth and, and solid. He's, he's a very well-rounded player. Um, comes from Ultimate as well, but he, he is doing some really great stuff um, with the University Difficult as well. So we're really excited to see you know him kind of push that and help him to kind of be a platform as well to to help, you know, because I think that's a, that's a great sort of route to seeing, you know, things like the Uni um, Ultimate scene as well. I think that's a great play for their for the disco side of things as well. Definitely. 100%. So the, the next one will be, um, we are bringing on in the Roots team, uh, Fergus McLean from Scotland. So um, we're going to have a little duo in Scotland. And Fergus playing in a couple of years. And he's got so much potential, but also the nicest guy. Uh, <laughs> we, we, we were talking about all sorts in our calls. And... Uh, I think we pass an hour and 20 in no time at all. And, and that's the kind of people that we want around us. People we can hang out with, chill out with, and play some incredibly competitive golf. Um, I managed to be lucky enough to meet him when I was up at the Caledonian Open this year. And, um, and yeah, he was, he was very humble in his round. And, um, and that's, that's also what we like. Nice, cool, clean head. And, and, yeah, we're looking forward to doing a lot more with Fergus next year. It's going to be fun. We need another ginger as part of Ace as well, because Willis right now is just, just the only ginger in the squad. So we thought, you know, balance out the, the redheads as part of the team. You know, looking for diversity, Love of it. course, as well. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, always. Um, <laughs> uh, third up uh, on the, the team, Stan Valentine, also joining the, the Roots team too. Um, also someone I, I personally met for the first time at, at Croydon. Again, played on, on lead card, uh, watched my fall from grace. But... Um, Funny story there, I was warming up for, for the second round, you know, feeling really good about life. And then I threw uh, a putter uh, shot and it just, you know, I was throwing to a basket. Bubba was there as well, warming up with me. 
um, and it turned over and went probably about 50 meters right of the target. And Stan just like shouted to Bubba, is that the guy who's leading the tournament? <laughs> Such great banter. Um, but again, you know, really nice guy. Hasn't been playing too long, but it's got really good game and really great potential. So, um, you know, again, really, really excited to have him as part of the team. Um, I think he'll be a great personality as well. A lot of fun. Yeah, he come first in a powerlifting competition uh, the other week as well. So the dude's strong. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mess with that guy. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Um, our fourth player, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna mention is Elva Preston. Um, she is, I'm gonna get this wrong, an arbitrarist, arbitraculturalist. She's incredible with trees, basically, and um, and why are trees? She can answer that question. You know, any any tree should be able to answer that question. She's she's also um, coming in in our roots team. Um, she she's been playing for the last year. She's also an ultimate convert. Mm, it's not an ultimate right? convert. That's that's Natalie. So she's not an ultimate convert. <laughs> but she's so good she could. But, yeah, but she did get to into uni on on an athletic. Um, what should we call it? Scholarship. 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 Thank you very much, guys. Appreciate <laughs> it. Uh, in pole vault, um, so she, she she was an incredible pole vaultist, uh, natural athlete. She she's got ambition for days, and the, a few of the tournaments that she did play in last year, uh, she was top five uh, in the majority of. Uh, so I'm really excited to see how she grows with her athletic passion burning inside um and again like i said earlier she she's definitely got her sights set on fpo and wanting to get a lot better and um yeah it's gonna be fun last but not least mr mr cooper yeah so not last but not least is is natalie elkin right um Eakin. Eakin, sorry uh she is an ultimate convert uh <laughs> and again i think um we see such good you know attitude and aptitude from these sporting athletes coming over from from ultimate they they obviously seem to hit the ground running they've got a lot of natural skill and understanding of, of this flight um her rating is, is already really good but but again we're really excited about her motivation to want to really you know get up to fpo and start competing and putting the pressure on the likes of of rachel Turtz um and bella and that lot so um this year i think we've added you know a lot more to the roots team uh, in the view that we can kind of start pushing those people up to the, the higher levels. But I, I really think that's the right move for this year because we, we've got some really good talent already on, on the pro team. And really it's how we can sort of help nurture through, you know, that talent down to lower levels to, to get those guys moving up and girls, you know, competing at the higher level as soon as possible. But, um, again, all, all such fun personalities. That was that was probably the best part of it is, is kind of gauging and understanding who they are and, and making sure that, you know, we're bringing people that will not only mix with us, but will also mix with with the rest of the team as well. It's really tricky balance to find. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure there are people um, that everyone sort of recognises at least a few of the names. Uh, of we all know that sort of the disc golf community online in the UK is, although quite is growing and, and now quite vast. Um, I think a few of them are definitely people that are active in that community, either on sort of the the British Disc Golf page or the buy and sell pages, I know for sure that um, uh, a few of them immediately ringing a bell in one discussion or another. Yeah. Um, I also want to take this opportunity to thank absolutely everyone 
to apply it. Um, it's, it's something we started only a year ago and the responses have been honestly very, very humbling to us and we, we appreciate it. It, it, does, it takes a lot to, to kind of put yourself out there, make a video for some strangers to, to see and, and to, to critique. And, um, and honestly, just because you haven't got in this year, um, keep in contact with us. Come say hi at a tournament. You're, everyone's always welcome to come hang out with us at lunch. It might look like we're sitting in a group of just teammates players, but that's never the case. Um, there's always a massive bunch of us there, be it teammates or not. Um, and everyone's welcome to come to come hang out and, and chat and, and relax at lunch and stuff. So I look forward to seeing you guys. Just just to add on, there really were some amazing video applications. Honestly, there there were oh sort my of goodness. there there were some where some people would put in some real time and energy into editing it. The humor was was on point, and yeah, it was really difficult sometimes to to look at some of those videos and just think, I, I love you. This is great. If I could put you straight on the team, I would. <laughs> it was amazing. I really tried to go with the Troy McClure sort of vibe of mine. So it was like sort of, it was very much like, hi, I'm Dale. You may have known me from such videos as my 2020 ACE application. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, it's, it's um, team ACE to us is, is definitely, it's an awesome group of individuals um so don't just hang out with team ace you know we'll be there as well team disc dot don't forget (laughs) um but um no that we can't wait to meet the the new team members and welcome them in and yeah i think it it really moves us nicely onto sort of the partnership we've created uh with amside powered by ace because you know all those values that you've just spoken about about those players and and what they stand for is is the reason that w- we um, got together and, and started doing what we've got. So um, let's go through that it's a bit more about you know what your thoughts were around the whole partnership coming together. Sure. So when we looked at the AM side, I already was speaking to, to Bubba, you know, before we even had a, a discussion. You know, really, truth, truth be told, um, you know, and, and <laughs> I I really liked sort of the content that you're putting out, um, you know, it was great seeing the growth. And I don't mean the growth in terms of, you know, whether that be sort of number of episodes or number of listeners or followers. I was just talking about sort of the growth of, you know, the quality, you know, and how quickly you guys were were becoming, you know, so adaptive being able to, to do interviews so well and articulate yourselves um, so well. And the brand is so clean and modern and great that I saw, a lot of synergy and, and a lot of us in, in yourselves. And, and we had spoken about wanting to launch our own podcast, but um, running an online retail store, Disc Golf, is, is, <laughs> it's hugely time consuming. On top of um, myself as well, being a father, a husband, a disc golfer, trying to see friends and family, you know, whilst doing business and a day job as well as ace, you know, it, it quickly becomes overwhelming. The thought of putting a podcast on top of that was just not going to happen. So, when we started talking and I saw an opportunity, we saw an opportunity there to, to kind of come together. We thought, well, great. It's, it's almost already, you know, a lot of what we would want to achieve if we started a podcast. Yeah. Um, it, it was almost a no brainer. And I thought that was a great opportunity for us to, to join forces, share ideas, um, drive each other forwards, you know, provide a platform for growth. So yeah, we, we're really excited to, to, to start this, this partnership and, and really see where it can take us. Yeah, 100%. And, and exactly like what Jay was saying is, is you know, 
Amside is a podcast that I'd want to host for sure. <laughs> um, and I'm really looking forward to seeing how you guys grow in, in 2022. Um, and yeah, just keep doing what you're doing because the bit that I really like the most is the fact that your interviews aren't just like, okay, you know, you're not just speaking to, um, you know, a lot of the other podcasts like Smashbox and the likes of uh, maybe The Upshot will speak to the winners of the past weekend and be like, how did you win, Phil? Right. And that's pretty much the insight you get. You guys are talking to my favorite pros about the things that you don't hear in these other interviews and you guys are only getting better. And and the, the fact that this is the first year and you're kind of getting comfy with, with the pros now and you get to dive deeper and I'm hoping you dive deeper in 2022. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just there and, and I'm listening to the podcast and I'm, I'm just kind of shouting, please ask him about this. Please ask her about this. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it and, and, you know, here to support it all the way and um and maybe one day who knows might be a guest host that'd be great i'm up for it just putting out there no absolutely you would love that as well um and one thing you said there about you know shouting at the podcast thinking i want them to ask this i want them to ask this and that's one thing in 2022 that we're bringing to our listeners you know when when we first started getting guests on the show we were like we need to keep this a secret. We need to hype this up when we've got this guest. We need to boost it out there now. But I think we've we've come past that. You know, we can release a guest a week in advance and say, do you know what? Send us your questions. We want to know what you want to ask them. So there's going to be a lot more uh, listener um, questions into the show because we haven't got to hide who that guest is. We haven't got to worry about, you know, if we, you know, I wonder if anyone else has got this guest this week, you know, from across the the world and I don't know about you Rob one of my favorite things last year was speaking to a guest and then guessing whether or not they were going to win a major championship that year <laughs> you know when we when we spoke to Missy we said to her was like you know you come back you win that major we, you know we want that interview and she was like absolutely we'll be there and then she goes and you know gets DGPT uh, tournament of the year um, oh sorry player of the year do you know what I mean so that's the sort of thing that excited me and you know we're going to be answering the the, dis- the difficult questions or the hard questions. You know we're going to be asking Rico Isaki what his favourite Skittle flavour is. We're going to be asking Nate Sexton what his favourite sort of shower jam is. You know, it, like you know the things that uh, all the uh, the fans of these players really want to know. You know, we don't want to know how they won. We know how they won. They're phenomenal at disc golf. You know, it's uh, like we're not we're not going to learn it by just by them saying, "Oh, engage your hips." What does that even mean, guys? I've heard that a million times. I don't, I don't know how to engage my hips. I just throw. You know, with the M side. That's yeah. How are you connect? You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Um, but no, it's um, uh, and I just wanted to sort of use this opportunity, and I'm very aware that I don't want this episode to be a all of us in a circle patting each other on the shoulder because you know what that's yeah. not what we're about but um obviously we were super delighted when you guys sort of uh, entertained uh the conversation of sort of uh, you guys coming board uh, and powering the am side as we now are um our listeners have already sort of benefited from uh sort of a giveaway so we gave away an awesome bag on our social recently um and uh, this is just the start this year 2022 we're going to see a whole host of giveaways um awesome content um we're hoping to a bit of video content this year uh, obviously and that's going to be sort of with the uh, the team uh, the teammates so we want to get those involved in the content get them on the show um and it's, we just see it as an opportunity but not just an opportunity i'd say synergy and that's the uh, that's the mm-hmm. last the last thing i'm gonna say that makes us sound like we're patting each other on the backs 
I'm loving the synergies. Well, um, you, you alluded to some of your plans for 2022. Do you have any more that you can uh, leak out to us right now? Oh, yeah, let's get the gossip. Yeah. So a lot of people already know that we've got our first tournament. The Essex Open is brought out to us this year. We've got some big plans for that. Um, we've, we've had a couple of meetings and we're going to take a tournament that is already very well known and has done extremely well in the past. Um, and we're not going to take anything away from what anyone else has already done. In fact, we're getting them all involved about how we can make this tournament better. Um, so definitely going to be uh, our first tournament. Um, we are going to be a lot more competitions uh, for me, mainly because I'm now contractually obliged to play them. Um, so I've had to tell the missus, like, look, unless you want to get sued for me not playing disc golf, then you know we're going to have to work around this. Um, no, we've got some we've got some good guests coming um, next year. Um, some big, well-known people that we've sort of got involved with. Um, and that's another thing that, that you guys are helping us out with, you know, starting conversations with us. Um, got a few plastic ideas, Rob, haven't we? Yeah, I mean, there's so much. To, I mean, I mean, I don't want to say too much because obviously you guys know from starting the company, there's so many things you want to do and it might take more than oh, a yeah. year. So I'm not going to say it's going to be 2022. I will say um, we, we there was a couple of things that we said we're going to come at the end of the last season of the podcast, um, some, some big sort of end of season um, guests or an episode that due to various reasons is going to be pushed back into this season. So we're going to have um, some really special guests. Um, uh, also video content, as I alluded to um, some uh, disc reviews, some fun games, some challenges um, with people sort of all around the British disc golf community, not just, uh, not just me and my friends, but we want to get as many people involved as we can in that content because Everyone likes watching themselves on t- on on YouTube, right? You know, it's it's great it's great to see yourself. Um, <laughs> I don't like watching my form on YouTube. I I, I, I pause it I constantly and be like, "Geez, I'm not engaging my hips." Clearly, <laughs> clearly, clearly, that's the issue. Um, but no, we've got so much stuff coming, um, and uh, we're just sort of excited to uh, to sort of to start it because I think that's the best the best way. Just jump in uh, and just work it out as we go because that's what we did last year and it seemed to work. I like that. I like that. I think we can we can bounce off each other next year quite happily because um, I think we're both going to find the same challenges in in you know running and organising a tournament. Um, so it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. So I do I do want to bounce it back on you slightly that question. So uh, hopes. Yeah. So ne- this year for Ace, we've already seen some awesome things. End of twenty twenty one, we saw uh, a huge release of Huck dyed um, plastic. Now that's the first time we really saw a big batch of Huck in the UK, um, just available to order straight off. That reserved for a little bit more specialty purchasing uh, before that. Um, we've seen big Zooka re- um, restocks. Obviously, you guys are getting uh, disc dots in. Now, when I, want, I do want to say that when Dale's con- contractually obliged to play tournaments, it's through disc dot. It's nothing dodgy. Um, it, it, it's, <laughs> it's for us being on team disc dot, which our listeners have probably already heard heard to death about us being on the team. It's only the second episode we've mentioned it. Um, but you guys have got disc dots in um, and that's just the stock so you're not only getting in sort of different things on the site I think you're also doing a few different things sort of uh, just for the sport in general so is there anything else that you guys are hoping to do this year? Well this is this is right we, we, we're always trying to push ourselves every year you know 2019 was was a pretty standout year for us just getting the shop started it was a standout year for everyone um, and seeing... <laughs> 
I just want to say co- yeah, co- like COVID-19. It. I just want to say, okay. oh, <laughs> it was a big year for everyone, Baba. Right? Um, and then, you know, we, we've had small um, kind of small focus points each year. And this year was to increase our stock selection, which we, which, you know, you were saying we, we've done pretty well, to be fair. We're stocking a lot more accessories, the likes of rangefinders, disc dies, um, towels and just, just you know a lot of bags and and zucker and and you know parts for zuckers now and all that kind of stuff, which is really really great. So coming into twenty twenty two, we're we're still heavily focused on the shop. Um, you know we want to be one of the better retailers. Full stop. Not just in the UK, Europe, or whatever. We want to be a go to retailer, um, and that's going to take a lot of work and a lot of years. But you know baby steps basically. But we want to maintain our customer service for sure. 100%. Um, we're always making small, well, Jay's always making small improvements to the site, <laughs> be that through search, be that through the way it looks. Um, and he's going to continue doing that. Sure. Not to mention um, the beautiful we... Amside podcast page, which is uh, now available. So oh, if, if you fancy stunning. clicking that and finding a little bit more about us, you can always uh, always spend, you know, we should probably update the photos with your. We should probably update the photos with your desktop photos, to be fair. Yeah, that's a fair point. And I've got this moustache now. Which, which I need to show off. Yeah, <laughs> you do. You do have a sweet stash coming on. Um, you, you're going to see um, some more strategy coming to our social media, um, and obviously we, we're going to continue growing our stock selection. But outside of that, um, we're going to be running a tournament uh, called the Summer Slam in June. It's going to be in Newbury. Uh, we are doing what we do with everything we're trying to push the limits a little bit so the course is going to be more focused around the pro side of the sport um it's going to be linking um uk disc golf with european disc golf you know we had a team go over to conopy day this year for the european champs and one of their struggles was the, the length of the course it's it's the length that we're not used to you know 400 put 400 foot par threes it's just not something we play so we are going to kind of push the limits of UK Disc Golf. Um, we get to run this tournament for the next three years, which is going to be great. Um, and that's our aim, is to push the limits of course design. And we hope that we're going to do some justice to that. Obviously, this is the first course that we've designed. Um, it's not a full-time course. It is a very much a pop-up course just for the event. So um, please don't try and visit <laughs> the location because um it is a school and you won't be allowed in um <laughs> um but there will be there'll be a lot more information coming out on that um it should be now to be perfectly honest we're, we're filming this a, a few weeks away where there is no information but we're working hard on getting that out there um and on the side of that as well we're still going to be supporting uh tournaments through our kind of td program where you know we happily support a tournament in prize vouchers um, maybe player packs and a few other things as well. Uh, the past three years, so 2019, 2020, and 2021, we um, sponsored a lovely round number of seven every year, which which I did not realise. Um, so even from the start, we were always supporting tournaments. Um, the first year, we managed to give away £200 to prize vouchers. Um, in 2020, it was 1000 And then this year, it's been a whopping over £5,000 uh, we've, wow. we've given away in, in prize vouchers. So we're going to continue that. Um, and that's why I've written out a good detailed um, split of, of the tournaments this year because we're we're, we're planning for 2022 right now, um, kind of company wide, and 
we, we kind of want to make sure we're available for the tournaments that we want to support. And, you know, we want to go there, we want to vend, we want to take the shop, and we want to make sure the team are there as well. And um, so that's kind of what we're focused on for 2022. It's, it's very narrow. We've got a very narrow focus on, on, on trying to make sure that, you know, we, st- we stay in our lane, in our retail lane, because we want to make sure we do that to the best ability that we can. Um, I'm not sure if Jay's got anything to add. No, I think you summarised it perfectly. You know, it's um, being the retail side of things, like the the growth we've seen this year has been absolutely phenomenal. At last year as well, you know, COVID, whilst it's been really negative in, in a lot of ways, there's been a huge amount of positive growth from the, the sports side of things, which has been, you know, absolutely incredible um, to, to see. And we, we get to see, you know, the journey that a lot of people make through the purchases on the site. But that has presented some... <laughs> really uh unique challenges for us operationally scaling you know to to meet the demand you know picking packing photoing all of the stock um we we have you know some really interesting challenges to to try to overcome next year if we want to continue scaling at the velocity we are so um you know we want to make sure that we don't overstretch ourselves so we can continue to maintain you know the service levels that our customers expect from us and the experience um and that that is is very important to us because you know really without the support of our amazing customers you know we wouldn't be able to do any of the things that we're doing today so we're we're really fortunate to have such a great customer base um we get such great feedback and reviews and and love over social media and email um and we don't want to to slow that down because the the appetite for it seems to be be very high you know we're seeing you know more and more customers buying from us from from europe from the states from from all over um and 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 they love the experience they want to see how we can continue to to meet that without um you know it it crippling us as as a business because you know we're moving into you know we've got commercial residents now we've got um different kind of reliance on having to maintain certain levels to to be able to continue to survive so you know it's it's been really great journey and, and we're learning so much and, and we're all you know really creatively trying to think of what, what what next what next how can we continue improving and the thing is the improvements that are made are always really small they're kind of just very small minute process we just see something okay we could just do it this way and just make it a little bit better you know if we do this you know we're going to save 50 percent of the time photoing the disc but over you know however many thousand discs we're doing a month you know that soon starts to add up and it's that's the kind of side of the business that i you know kind of really geekly enjoys is looking at operationally how we can kind of scale that that further and further so that's certainly from from my area going to be looking at you know how can we you know really optimize this and take it to the next level and that's so cool so mentioning commercial residences one thing i did want to say is that um every time we've spoken to bubba now our listeners won't be able to see but sort of the last two years have been the year of sort of virtual zoom backgrounds where people put wonderful amazing things behind themselves in chats Bubba's is live it's just shelves and shelves of plastic that we all want <laughs> and at his fingertips I know you can't throw it all because that's probably a very bad business model <laughs> um but it's not that <laughs> but if, uh, if our listeners could see what we're seeing I'm I'm desperately trying to work out what discs you haven't put on the website yet if there's any gems behind me uh, or behind you rather <laughs> that, uh, but I think you, you're all too efficient it's all up it's, it's all up it's all available only recently, we, we've been really good at getting uh, our restocks on as, as soon as possible. And um, we've just caught up with the backlog. So uh, we, we had 
a horrendous amount of stuff come in in November, <laughs> and it was so hard to get it all on. But we're we're basically there. We've we've got some more Discmania active stuff to come on as uh, disc off sets. So we'll, we'll be we'll be selling um, in in different sets, be it three disc and five disc sets, be it the premium and and the, the base stuff as well. So it'd be a lot uh, it'd be a lot easier to choose as a beginner to kind of a, a perfect set to begin with is is some of the active stuff for sure. Yeah definitely important for those people looking to start off and having that place to go now you say you've listened to the podcast before and um as you know every single person that comes on the podcast no matter who you are gets my questions and you two will uh be no different so i'll come to uh i'll go to you coop first so it's you and three other people on your card disc golf any course you want to play in the world who are you choosing anyone Anyone you want. Which which course am I on? So whatever, whatever course you want to play. So it's, it's whatever course you want to play in the world, and it's you and three other people on your card, your dream card, who are you playing with? Oh, so I think I'd probably play Maple Hill Golf. I, I so want to play that that course. Um, just to throw off a hole one and, and lose a bunch of discs. <laughs> lose a bunch <laughs> of discs on that, on that first hole. Um, so, crikey. So I think, firstly, I'd pick Vinny. Uh, Calvin Heimberg, because uh, I did not realize until I started watching the OTB skins matches how funny <laughs> that guy is. Him um, and KJ incredible. USA would probably be the second because that yeah. duo, uh, you know, I hey, love Vinny's my boy. Golf, but Vinny, <laughs> Vinny's your boy. <laughs> Let's go, Kev. Let's go, Kev. <laughs> <laughs> it looks so much fun and uh we're, we're all about that when you know obviously we me and bubba are hugely competitive we take things very seriously but we also like to have a lot of fun in in the process at the same time so uh we we, we put ridiculous wages i think i put uh bubba's family in debt for you know a thousand years you know once on, on a bet you know then like 10 billion pounds or something ridiculous repayable at like 10 pounds a month was it a snooker game? It was over a snooker game, yeah. So we're, we're always doing <laughs> ridiculous things. So I'll pick Vinny, KJ USA, um, would, would definitely be on my team. And then just for, for his forehand you know, pedigree and, and versatility, I'd also bring Big Gem on there as well because, again, you've got three great personalities and a really good variety of, like, big big arm, you know, versatility. You know, KJ, C2, you know that's going in all day with a C2 jump up, right? Um, and big gem yeah, yeah he may not be the, the best putter on, on on the on the circuit but my god that guy can shape you know forehand through the woods like like nobody else um so yeah that that would be be i mean having a great time at maple hill gold going way under love that so baba same question to you bearing in mind coop did not pick you to i was play gonna say team. it's drama so <laughs> that's Who fine pick him? um so the course first um Fox Fox Run Meadows um, from the the Green Mountain Championships. Ever since I saw Worlds there where Barsby won, I was like, this is a place that I really, really want to go. Um, the course looks so manicured, and I love. I know people aren't too much a fan of artificial OB, but I really love the white OB posts. I think that gives such an aesthetic to the course, and um, and it's kind of like quite disc golf unique uh as for the players um hey i know coops didn't choose me but i can't go anywhere like that and not bring coops with Aww. me it's gonna make me feel bad um <laughs> not at all it's it's because i want to crush him you know what i mean and crush him on the course 
Um, he he might have got the 2021 Amateur BDJ Championships, but um, I'll, I'll take him down on Fox for a Meadows, no problem. Not a problem. <laughs> um, and then uh, I'm going to choose two pro players because uh, they are um, people I've I've kind of followed for a long while, and that's KJ USA because that dude just looks so much fun to play with, and and I'm I'm about it. Um, and then the other one would be Ezra, um, Ezra Ezra Aderhold, um, because again I love his content. Be it pick his brain about how well the YouTube channel's going, and then also just just uh, eat some beans for the back of his car. <laughs> yeah, he does. He does love his one pot. So, um, <laughs> Bubba, I'll come to you next. Then, so favorite tournament of the year? Uh, Green Mountain Championships, GMC. Uh, yeah, GMC. I, I I love the tournament. I love the the just the course in general. Yeah, um, I I think it's a good. I mean, yes, it's there, there's there's some. There's some bomber holes in there, but I think they're like amending the course year on year in in, in a way that kind of allows other players to to kind of take advantage of that. And the two different types of course as well really means you need to have all the shots in your bag. So um, I'm about I'm about GMC. There are so many tight ones, <laughs> especially this year though. Like looking at the coverage, it was yeah. anyone's game, which which made every tournament really exciting to watch. Oh yeah, majorly, absolutely. And then swapping it around, then who's your what's your least favorite tournament of the year? Oh. Um, only retrospectively, okay? So when it comes up, I'm all about it because it's the first tournament of the year. But when you look back on it, it's normally the weakest, which is last week's challenge. So it has this, um, you're super excited to see all the pros play again. Um, but if if you ever to go back to look over tournaments, you're actually like, okay, this. if it wasn't the first tournament of the year, I think it yeah. would struggle. I'd agree with that. It's quite a boring course when you look back at it. It's mm. just who can throw the furthest and yeah. the biggest skip. Coop, coming to you then, um, favourite tournament of the year and then least favourite tournament of the year? I think my favourite tournament of the year was the, and only because it converted me, because I wasn't a fan in previous years, but this year <laughs> I was a massive fan and that was the, the USDGC um, Winthrop, you know. And and I, was, I wasn't I was a fan of like the Winthrop, the OB, you know, sitting around here. But this year, I, you know, afford, I paid for the coverage and geez, I was hooked from, you know, minute number one, you know, how it's changing leader from day to day, going into the final day, you know, Carl Klein, Paul Macbeth, you know, fighting off. That was just some of the most exciting disc golf um, other than Worlds, you know, that I've seen, you know, really all year, just seeing that that happen. Um, And also, I was a big fan of of how the the course and the conditions, you know, really challenged players and, and whilst... You know, you could call it artificial, you know, really, whether or not someone was, a, you know, inbounds or outbounds. It's not quite as technical as, perhaps, yeah. you know, shaping it through the woods. Um, I still think it, it worked really well and it was great to kind of watch. And, and I, I really enjoyed the, the coverage that, um, you know, Central Coast Disc Golf put on as well. Yeah. Um, so so that, that was, was really good. And I think I, I'd probably pick the same as, as Bubba. I think um, Las Vegas Challenge, I, I really enjoyed uh, the year before where, where Sexton, Took, took the win um was a really good tournament but this year it just kind of felt a bit lackluster and, and it was something which I was really yeah. looking forward to it felt like a really long off season you know we we're all in lockdown in the UK I was you know itching for for disc golf and it just didn't quite I don't know it didn't quite grab me as much as you know some of the other tournaments out there that did this year especially after such a strong season as well yeah exactly yeah, looking back really definitely strong season yeah. No, definitely. Well, 
absolutely can't agree i can't disagree with those answers um so well done for getting through my questions I'm gonna I'm gonna flip this on you because I'm I'm interested in, in in what you guys think. Um, what's your favorite tournaments and least favorite tournaments from 2021? Uh, my favorite tournament of the year, everyone knows, USDGC. Absolutely love Rock Hill. Um, my favorite course out there, um, just because I just enjoy the prestigiousness of that event. I think that um, it's put on so well. And after speaking to the TD this year about what goes into the USDGC and how they make a player feel. Um, that's definitely one for me that would be be up there. And then flipping on the side, again, I'm going to agree with you. Um, when it comes round in February, I'll be all on it and I'll yeah. hype it up on the show. I love it. But then looking back, it is the weakest tournament. You know, it is just a, a bummer golf course um, at Wild Horse. But then equally, it's the first time you know it always have a special place in mine and rob's heart because we spoke to so many pros whilst they were at las vegas challenge this year so chris clemens we spoke to rob i don't know if you can remember sitting there with clemens he was next to presnell ricky wysocki walks behind him give you know and it's just like that's the first point where it was like jesus christ we're, we're talking to these guys whilst they're actually doing it so for reasons unknown that 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 would be for me but i don't know about you rob. uh for me i mean the best i think the best bit of disc golf tv this year was the pro tour finale with Nathan Queen just take it down at the end I, 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 I was on the edge of my seat for like literally I was almost falling off my sofa for hours um such such a good event um and then yeah, right. I mean worst tournament of the year has got to be Dale playing Creeksy right <laughs> <laughs> what was it a tw- plus 20 or something that put on that one round I don't, I don't know. yeah what did you get on that one hole like I got, 13 I, I took 12 on one hole you know what you know i love creeksy but it's uh i mean I, I'd, I'd, I'd rather watch a lot of stuff but <laughs> that isn't that because watching watching someone else's like you know what giving it give the fair play to vegas and someone throws a bad shot of vegas you can kind of laugh and point and sort of uh joke at the screen at creeksy i wasn't laughing at any of my shots <laughs> nothing, nothing to laugh about there so um yeah that's probably my least favorite day of the year but you know what we're with friends so it's is it really a bad day we are um, we move on but talking of moving on um i want to end out with a segment um i want to end with the beginning so this is our new year uh our first uh episode of the podcast of the new year so obviously resolutions are flying around now i don't want to hear anything about dieting or going to the gym I want to hear New Year's disc golf resolutions. Um, so what? Uh, let's start with you, Coop. What's just one thing you want to really tick off this year? One thing you really want to try and go for and stick to? So uh, I think really this and this is one thing that, that ticks off two, two objectives for me, which is um, one, you know, whilst Ace is, is great and we're doing really great things, and I do see Bubba a lot because of it, we... we we don't hang out as much as, as friends, you know, and I've really found that, you know, it's kind of, it's detracted away from, from that, and which is a shame because Ad and I go back so far as, as we all do as friends. So um, one thing which I'd really like to do, which was really great a little bit last year, especially during lockdown, was um, we, we started doing something called Fieldwork Friday. So we would meet up um, every Friday morning. I'd drop my daughter off at um, childcare and we'd go down to a field, you know, for, for an hour or two before work we'd just throw some discs and kind of building some games around it. We created a game, which we called Parked, 
which um, we'd set up a basket, you know, at a certain distance, you know, 50, 60, 70 meters, whatever that is. And then we'd say, okay, through this, you know, specific shot shape, whether it be an Anheuser or the putter or forehand. And, and you know, the objective is to get up and down um, in two or you get a letter. So it's a bit like horse, except you've got two opportunities to get it in the basket. Um, and then for every missed shot, you get a, a letter and then, you know, first one to get parked is out. And Sounds like a video we need to make. It was a lot of fun, but we actually found that the positive side of it, our games got so much better by having that kind of routine, you know, regiments around uh, how we're practicing. And it was really enjoyable. But for some reason, we just kind of, we stopped. Um, so if, if I could do one thing next year and keep it up, is it'd be back Fieldwork Friday because it was one, really good for our friendship, but two, um, it had an immensely positive impact on our on our games as well, both mine and Bubba's games. Yeah. And Bubba, what's yours? Super. Well, I'm, I'm still seeing the benefits of, of Fieldwork Friday. Um, it was going to be my answer, but... Um... <laughs> he stole it. <laughs> stole it, Coops. I know. It's fine. It's the benefits of going first, Coops. Um, so my, my next one is, is still game-related. Um, and it kind of comes back to something that we were doing during lockdown. So we, we would have video calls and we'd have Titan competitions. Um, we, we used to do something called... Um, it was either 5-10-5 or 10-5-10. I can't remember which way we went. Um, but we'd start at five metres, we'd part, um, and you get two opportunities. And once you got one in, you get to move back one. Once you get one in, you get to move back one. And that was a really good part of the game for me. And it brought my putt to a point where I was really confident with it. Um, definitely stopped playing. Definitely stopped putting practice altogether. And my putt is trash now. Um <laughs> So uh, putt in practice is something that I need to do. I need to get real comfortable at circle's edge um, and, and bring that confidence back into my putt. And the only way to do that is reps. And, you know, so I'm going to get out in the garden, get my basket out again and, and just start absolutely repping everything. And I'm, I'll try and do half an hour a day. And you guys are doing something amazing with, the, with, the, with you know, this something amazing at the end of the season with the putting league. And I think that's got a lot of people practicing. I know a lot of people who are in that being like, no, I want to do really well this week. So um, it's, it's something that I, I need to get on it and, and get doing. Oh, re- regular sure. reps. I mean, I know me and Dale have seen the benefits and like, I know we get the we get the feedback that you've also had, which is uh, everyone involved in that league is, is seeing the benefits. I, however, want to give you a resolution, Bubba. And I, I think, oh, I think it's very achievable because, you know, when you break up the next and you scroll down through all the photos on their social media, looking for the one special one, you remember the of sort of how they were. Trick shot Wednesday, man. Where did that go? I still, I still, I still gonna. <laughs> there's three of them, and I was like, you know what? This is the best. I think if we told you at the first tournament when I sort of when I met you, I was like, those trickshot Wednesdays, they're amazing. You got to keep them going, and I'm pretty sure it was me saying that. There, are, them. <laughs> there are like nine of them. There, there, there are way more than we publish for sure. Um, it's something that I want to pick it back up again, um, but it's it's something that I couldn't do consistently because, like, like we were saying, the business scaled dramatically last year and when i was doing the trick shot wednesdays it was january february and there wasn't much to do (laughs) and um and so i could spend an hour and a half you know um because i would do it until i get it but the ones where i didn't make it were just way funnier so um (laughs) for my own sanity i made sure i got all of them just so i could be like you know no i made it it wasn't like a five minute thing 
and um and i want to put the time into it again and i i because because it's something that i really enjoyed and and the feedback from it was really fun too so hey we might see a return of trickshot wednesday for sure okay one a quarter that's all i want one a quarter that's that's all i need All right. I could feel I could feel that quite for you, Rob. Don't you worry. Fantastic. <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, I, looking at the time we've been chatting for, uh, I know Dale's gonna have a job of editing it, but I think it's all staying in because it was just such a great conversation. Um, this isn't a sort of thanks for coming on and we'll see you soon because I know we'll be talking immediately after this about how we're gonna sort of make the Amside as good as it can be this year. Um, how both we can support Ace and Ace can support us, and we're just super excited to have you guys on board uh, this season and we can't see what sort of comes out from it it's gonna be so exciting i'm so excited let's go let's go let's do it let's guys well guys we'll speak to you soon and uh yeah let's crack on anytime boys thanks for having us on it's been a real pleasure man actually i i love sitting down with ace from the day the day one, we started messaging them and we, we got into a conversation with them about, you know, helping us and let's let's get together was was awesome. And I hope that came across in that in that segment there. Now, as you alluded to, Rob, you know, there is a lot of pattern on the back because do you know what? We're we're two brands of I'm not gonna lie, and we're gonna blow my own trumpet here, but we've done quite well in the old disc golf world over the last couple of years. So why would you not congratulate each other on on that? And that partnership going forward is is going to be something special. You said at the start of the podcast, we've already we've already got one giveaway out of the way. We've got multiple more coming. It's going to be an incredible 2022 season. And a lot of it will not be possible without the help of Ace. I didn't even know you had a trumpet. Well, so, uh, there you go. No, um, I, I think what's really interesting with Ace, and it, I don't think it would have picked up in the interview, which is almost what makes them really guys great guys to chat to is I don't think you've met any of these guys in person. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, not the founding. I've met players on team A's, but I've never met either of the, um, any of the founding fathers. Yeah. So you met like sort of Parslow and obviously yeah, yeah, Jammy yeah. and things like that. Et cetera, et cetera. Exactly that. I obviously, um, obviously was able to get out to a lot more tournaments this year. Yeah. So I've sort of hung out with these guys but I think they're so inviting, so accepting of people within the disc golf world that as soon as we sat down as sort of a foursome to have a chat, it wasn't yeah. a, a case of, oh, hey, Rob, like, oh, and no. like Dale, nice to meet you. It was, it was just boom, straight in. Let's do this. We're going to sort it of, was uh, so good. we're going to make magic. Yeah, <laughs> make magic this season. It's, you know, they, they, they took a chance on us and, and, you know, we can't thank, first of all, we haven't really had a chance. We can't thank um, our other our sponsors enough. Um, you know, we've we've been very lucky over the last year um, with the support that we've had and the support we've got going forward. There's still things, there's still f- talks in the uh, in the works at the moment, and I, I don't think this is going to be the last announcement you hear from us. It makes me look a bit stupid if it is, um, but we'll just block this out otherwise. But um, but correct me if I'm wrong. Ace have also come through and given our listeners a discount code. Oh, absolutely. Um, if you use Amside five five percent off. You know, no one likes paying full price. We've said this before. We'll say it again. If you pay full price for plastic in the UK, you are silly. Yeah, Michael. Yes, because he's the sort of person that would forget. <laughs> He'd be like, oh, yeah, should have used that, shouldn't I? Yeah, you should have. 
Um, yeah. no, sorry, sorry, listeners. That was the really specific part of the podcast where we address <laughs> one specific listener. One and if you would like listener. to be that listener next week, then call <laughs> in to O double seven. No, but no doubt. Um, I think this was such a sort of a fun, refreshing. Um, it's not quite season two, you know. This is sort of season no. one point zero. It feels like we put some stoppers in the last season, uh, when we've kind of sort of alluded to and starting to kick off season two. Yeah. So, season two starts with a big uh, kick. Uh, obviously, in two weeks' time, yeah. Um, this season going to every other week um with obviously with chris dixon who we've already sat down with at point of recording Humbling. and trust me this is not a, this is not a, sort of an episode or a conversation you're going to want to miss no. uh shares a lot about his new contract so um yeah it was really great sitting down with him and can't wait that to get that out i think a lot of our listeners will that follow our, our instagram will see that we have already got quite a few guests lined up for for this season mainly we had a wish list when we when we started 2022 um and some of those wishes came true and do you know what they are, I'd call them in our sport, high profile celebrities and trying to get them to commit to a time um, in the tour will just be ludicrous. So we speak to them beforehand, we get some incredible conversation and we have got some incredible, how many times can I say incredible, um, guests coming um, to you and we, we can't wait. Um, so if you want to make sure that you keep up to date with all of that, um, as well as what we're, we're up to, then make sure you follow all of our social medias. Right, this is going to be a slog. Make sure you follow uh, at the Amside Podcast on YouTube and Instagram. Um, we are on Twitter, but as I said, I don't tweet a lot. Um, a lot of stuff coming onto YouTube, hopefully soon. Um, you know, sort of time permitting, but we want to get out there this year. Make sure you follow at Amside underscore Rob on TikTok and on Instagram. Um, he's putting out some incredible content. Um, his his COVID restrictions uh, reels were unbelievable. Uh, and make sure you follow myself at Amside underscore Dale, um, where we just try and get by day today. We just try and get by day today, putting out content when we can, what we can do. Um, but we can't thank all of you enough. So let's leave season one, season 1.5 behind. And let's get into season two. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. If we don't see you in the course, we'll see you on the Amside.